Good morning and welcome to the ZP vlog and podcast. So we do this ZP vlog and podcast every Sunday at 8am and it's really just a sort of, I want to say a wrap up for news from Zimmer and Peacock for this week. So let me sort of jump into it a little bit. Um, one of the pieces of news that we put out this week and for us it is um, extremely significant um, that we've just launched a a six channel potential stat. Um, now, obviously, when you can do six channels, you can go um, one channel, six channels, 12 channels, 18, 24, um, 30, 36, 42, 48, 54, um, 60, 66, 72, um, 78, um, 84, 90, 96. So, the reason I, I bring it up to 96 is to say that obviously, with this kind of platform, we can really go from, you know, instruments that just do one channel at a time to you know, instruments that are doing 96 channels at a time. Anyway, it's, it is significant for us um, because we really want to be able to control the hardware upon which we develop. So at ZP, you know, we're an ISO 13485 um, contract developer and contract manufacturer of biosensors. And it means that we really have to control so many of the parameters. And so in the past, when you're kind of, you know, if you're dependent on other people to sometimes make your instruments, if they're not ISO 13485 or following a QMS system, then it leaves you vulnerable as well. So we're delighted anyway to have this um, six channel potential stat. Um, we think it's extremely competitive compared to um, other um, six channel potential stats in the market. And the nice thing about it is it's like our screen printer electrodes. We are the biggest users of this instrument. So it's kind of, you know, um, it ensures that you know ZP really cares about the quality of this potential stat because ZP is the one actually using the potential stat, and I think that is what makes us really unique in the world of electrochemistry and electrochemical biosensing. That we're the only ones that, um, let's say, of developers of screen printed electrodes, biosensors, and electronics that routinely use um, these products. So great news for us, and um, I hope that really helps um, with the community as well. Um, something else that we have um, done this week is obviously our ZP Developer Zone. Um, we do a ZP Developer Zone every sun, uh, sorry, every Thursday at eight AM London time, where we like to answer questions, you know, that have come in um, essentially from from the week. And um, one of the questions that's come in from the week, or there were in fact fourteen questions. One of them was about fluoride resilient um, screen printed electrodes. Um, one of them was around um, whether somebody should be using a silver silver chloride or a platinum counter electrode. And I definitely said use silver silver chloride. Sterilization of glucose and lactate sensors. I talked about um, our aseptic manufacturing. I talked about our potassium sensors. I've talked about protein detection using antibodies. I talked about quality control in SMBGs, self-monitoring blood glucose and glucometers. And we talked about um, the commercial landscape of... Um, organic electrochemical or organic um, conductors as, or transistors. We talked about magnetic particles. We talked about our range of biosensors, whether we could do electrodes parallel to flow and that, yeah, um, I should say perpendicular rather than flow. And we were definitely able to do that. So it was definitely a, um, a long webinar. I think the whole webinar ran for 60 minutes. So it gives you a sense of, because we were so willing to kind of do these kind of formats, it really encourages the questions. And so, um, the more we do it, the more questions come in. And yes, it ran for 60 minutes. It was significant. 
I really want to say a, um, a big thank you as well to the ZP um, QMS team this week. Um, we had a multi-day audit. As I say, we are ISO 13485. Um, and under that ISO 13485, I realized that our potential stats um, will also come under that uh, because we will be using them in the development and manufacture of biosensors. Um, so our potential stats are ISO 13485, great. Um, and we got no... Um, no conformity issues, no minor conformity issues. And I think the auditor was actually really impressed. So I want to say a big thank you to our QMS team. You know, and I know that there were a lot of people who contributed to it. Um, but a particular thank you to our QMS manager. Um, I think at ZP, we're all really grateful for your, um, really your excellence, your diligence, um, your warm heart also towards the team. And, you know, it's noted and it's appreciated. Um, just a little bit of a technical note that we put out there this week. A little while ago, um, we did something. Uh, we talked about uh, MARD, which is the mean average relative difference. So mean average relative difference for us, that um, little blog post that we put out was in the context of CGM, continuous glucose monitoring. And I knew that in, um, in the sort of CGM space among academic colleagues, you know, there's a discussion about all the sort of different parameters. And so a parameter that I was aware of was something called time in range. So if you're a diabetic and um, you have unfortunately hyper or you know above expected glucose um, concentrations, your um, hemoglobin can be, um, become glycated. Um, the sugar literally starts sticking, um, to the hemoglobin this could be through actual covalent bonds you know real chemical bonds um one way of knowing your general level of elevation in your glucose is to measure hba1c which is your glycated hemoglobin levels and it kind of says that if you have a glycated um, glycated hemoglobin level of something like 48 millimole per mole which is about 6.5 percent it sort of says that, you know, your 6.5% of your um, hemoglobin is glycated. Um, if it's 6.5% or less, then 80% of the time you've been within range. So what I would that interpret that as saying that you've got good glycemic control. Most of the time your blood glucose is something like 5 millimolar or 90 megs per DL if you're in the US. And if you have a 6.5% um, HbA1c, then you're a little glycated but you're not overly glycated and therefore you're showing good um good control but because you now have cgm technology continuous glucose monitoring you don't have to use hba1c as sort of a snapshot because the hba1c tells you what your um, glucose levels have been like over the last two to three months cgm gives you continuous data and so you can kind of calculate your time in range um Literally, you can set somebody a range of, let's say, five millimolar and see how much of the time they're actually within that range. And you can get the same kind of thing, you know, and you can say, well, most 80 percent of the time this person's within range. And there's a debate that says that time in range, as um, calculated from a continuous glucose monitor, is equivalent to HbA1c. I would slightly suggest it might even be better because you didn't know you need to go and get that finger stick test. You didn't need to test your HbA1c. You've got this information essentially free from the CGM. So a bit of a debate going on about time in range, which can be calculated from a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor, or whether you do a finger stick test and get HbA1c. Um, 
Personally, I think it comes from CGM. I think it's less invasive. Um, something else that we did this week, um, and I'm really grateful for all the delegates that came and made it such an, a great event, to be frank. It was really great. Um, every month now, we're holding at least a workshop somewhere in the world. Um, this month, we had a workshop um, in Horten in Norway. We do have a really nice... Uh, modern well-equipped facility we had a lot of speakers and um, we gave out um, certificates to everyone who attended and you know basically say thank you for coming thank you for giving us your time for all that uh, all those days but it was a two-day workshop um, we cover CGM continuous glucose monitoring electrochemical techniques for electrochemical biosensor developers and we also do IVD in vitro diagnostics I honestly you know this is a this workshop is really a distillation of, you know, at least my own career over 20 years, but we get then so much good contributions from the other people in the workshops as well, um, or the, the other speakers as well. That it's, I think it's a really valuable experience. And um, luckily for some of this, um, some of our new beginners as well, they get a really good start on electrochemistry because they attend that. So thank you for attendee. If you want to come to a workshop on biosensing with ZP, might as well just know that we do them once a month, so there's there's never really much delay. Um, something else that we did um, as well is that we um, we do distribute um, for a company called um, Zana. So Zana makes, um, I would say that their uniqueness comes in the sort of slightly um, higher power um, potentiostats. Um, these, what I mean by that is sort of electrolysis applications, photoelectrochemical applications. Um, solar applications um, fuel cell type applications um, battery and cells within battery type applications so um, zana is a, um, is a german company uh, make a very high quality um, type of potential stat especially on the hardware um, and this week i was just we just did a quick video on what they call um, their pec cell this is a sort of photoelectrochemical cell um, this basically allows you to kind of shine light into it using something like a solar simulator um, and you can have electrodes in that solution, so you can do electrochemistry in the solution um, whilst light is um, coming through the solution. And the idea is that there's a um, you're able to make photoelectrochemical transparent materials, um, and that can act as one of the um, electrodes. So we made a quick video um, for Zana um, on that. So I hope that's um, it could be of interest. So if I was just to do a summary this week, um, it does feel like an intense week, but um, we've launched a parallel potential stat, six channels, really good price, lovely quality because, you know, the biggest users of it are Zimmer and Peacock. Um, we did do our ZP developer zone, 14 questions this week, 60 minute webinar, it's quite intense. Um, ISO 13485, you know, we are an independent developer and manufacturer of electrochemical biosensors. We passed the ISO 13485 audit with flying colors. Um, we do have a big franchise in CGM, continuous glucose monitoring. And so we were able to, um, um, how would I say that? We were able to, uh, well, we, we talked about time in range this week, week and versus HbA1c, which is glycated hemoglobin. We did our workshop. Um, on IVD, CGM, and electrochemical techniques for biosensor developers. And finally, uh, we did a video around um, photoelectrochemistry as well. 
So if you've got any technical questions on Zimmer and Peacock, don't forget we do our workshops every Thursday at 8 a.m. London time, and we will do our vlog and podcast at 8 a.m. next Sunday, um, 8 a.m. London time, I should say. So if you have any questions for ZP, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Okay, thanks very much.